0: It's Saturday. We are halfway through the weekend. I hope you've had a nice time today. I've not done an awful lot today. I have continued to do some painting. I've decided I need to get myself a key dish. The keys in my house tend to get just thrown just on the side when I walk through the front door, etc. And I need a nice dish. And of course, though, the, my hallway has my new lamp. If anybody was listening the other night when I was talking about my Graham and green lamp, which is a giant hair hiding in a lampshade, and I absolutely love it. I need to get something that kind of goes with the theme, I'm thinking. So I'm going to have to have a little look. That is what my Saturday is consisted of, deciding that I need a key dish. Hopefully your Saturday has been far more productive than that, or relaxing maybe. Maybe you've had a nice relaxing day and well-deserved too if you've been working all week. We have comedy on a Saturday night with the brilliant Steptoe and Son. I normally try and tell a joke when I I do a comedy duck night, and I don't think I've actually thought of anything. Let me think. No, I've put myself on the spot and I can't think of anything. (laughs) I can't come up with anything. Well, I have thought of a few, but I don't think they'd be appropriate to be broadcast somehow. So I'll have to leave it. I'll have to make sure I'm prepared better next time to come up with some kind of joke. You could send me your jokes, of course. I did say this last week. Send me your jokes. If you've got a funny joke that you would like me to read on my podcast, then please send it over but you'll have to keep it clean. Feel free to send me all your jokes and I will read them for my own humour and entertainment but those that I can actually do on my podcast will have to be clean and appropriate so but feel free to send them over and of course you can get a shout out at the same time if you do that. So like I said we've got the brilliant Steptoe and Sun this evening. This is a episode broadcast on the 31st of July 1966 called The Economist. <laughs>
1: We now present another episode in a radio series based on the world-famous BBC comedy success Steptoe and Son, With Wilfred Bramble as
2: Albert. Look at him, sitting there. Calls himself a rag and bone man, and all he does is read George Bernard Shaw. Who does he think he is, Lord George? we would be all right if he filled the cart up as, with as much junk as he put in his head.
1: And Harry H. Corbett as Harold. Oh, God. I wish he'd stop muttering to himself when he's sorting out them eggs. It cuts right across my study, and it does. Oh, sure. Oh, George Bernard. How can an animal like him fit him with a picture of the men in your Nietzsche? And here they are in The Economist. Mm-hmm.
2: A bit of ironing makes all the difference. Nice jacket, this was. Bit roomy. The pockets weren't seen to, but still very nice.
3: Harold!
2: What is in now? I wish you'd stop reading when I'm talking to you. Huh? Not bad, is it? This jacket. Yeah, do me a nice turn, this will. Where'd you get it? I don't know. Down for road somewhere. Nice bit of material. Ah, oh, what do you think? Not a bad fit, eh? Mm, very nice. Hello? What's this? Fair old pullover. Lovely. You got a hold of some good stuff today. <laughs> Look better with an iron run over it. Are you keeping all that? Yeah, there's some good stuff here. I sorted it all out. This ain't rags. It's some good items, these are. <laughs> there's years of life left in these. You're going to iron all that sack full, are you? Yeah. What for? To wear, of course. They're all creased. You can't expect me to walk up and down looking like a scruff bag. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no. I mean, I I couldn't expect you to do that. Oh, no, no. Have you washed them? No. No. Well, let me tell you, it is far more important to wash them than to iron them. You don't know where they've been, do you? How can you put on dirty, filthy things like that next to your skin? Anyhow, you're not putting them in my half of the wardrobe. Ah. I'll find somewhere. And you're not hanging them on the picture rail, neither. Picture rails is to hang pictures on, not clothes. Honestly, you'd have this place looking like a pigsty, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? I'm the only one here who cares. I'm fighting a losing battle here with you. You don't care what the place looks like, do you? You're dirty. That's what you are. You're dirty. I ain't dirty. You are dirty. When did you last go down to the slipper baths? I
2: don't
1: like slipper baths. Of course you don't. they got hot water down there. Hot water and sulfur in there.
2: It's not that. It's just uh, I don't like slipper baths.
1: They're common, for one thing. Well, I'd rather be common and clean and stuck up and dirty. <laughs> I'm telling you, Dad, if you don't change your ways, I'm going to fumigate this house. I'm going to get the sulphur candles going and seal the falter rooms. And if you don't get down to the slipper baths, I'll lock you in there with them. Oh, we're not having them candles in here. They're going to stink the place out. And people like you is a menace to decent society. Don't you realise that dirt harbours diseases... If we was to kill off all the dirty old blokes like you, we wouldn't have diseases any more. I mean, it was people like you what caused the Plague of London.
3: <laughs> they used to throw
1: all their old rubbish out onto the streets. You're worse than them. You bring
2: it all in
3: here. Oh, that's
1: our business, ain't it? Yes, but we don't have to keep it in the house. We've got a yard out there. Uh, where am I going to hang this jumper? Oh, chuck it away. Ugh other people's
2: left over. Oh, I ain't chucking good clothes away. I need some new trouble for the summer. The shirts and pullovers in here, a pair of trousers, underclothes. Oh, I've got a complete change of wardrobe, here. Eh? Chuck it away. Ah, look at these riding breeches. Look at them. You missed them, didn't you? Don't tell me to chuck these away. I'll, I'll look marvellous in these. I'll bet you will.
3: They're women's. <laughs> Oh. oh,
2: I see. Oh, uh, yeah, well, never mind. Uh, put a row of buttons down the front, they'll be all right.
3: <laughs> anyway, they
2: could do with ironing. You see, Sam, when you've lived as long as I have, you'll realise that what's rubbish to some people is
1: dead handy for others. Yeah, well, there's no need in this and age for you to hang onto to other people's rags. I mean, there's people that need it more than you. I mean, people who really need it. Send it to the Oxford Famine Relief. Oxford? I know famines
2: up there. I've been through there. They look all right to me. Now, it's the war on want mob. They send it out to Africa, places like that. They don't wear riding breeches out there. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a blackie wearing riding breeches and make the legs sweat.
3: <laughs> well,
2: I wish I was a blackie sometimes. All that sun, bananas hanging on the trees, coconuts—marvelous life. I don't know what want to come over here for—a rotten place like this. I wish I lived out there. I wouldn't have to worry where my next suit comes from.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have a dirty old devil like you out there. How huh? clean they are! They always wash in running water. Without sitting baths like we do with, with the plug-in, washing in their own dirt. You, you don't even do that. You walk around in it. (laughs) I'd be better off there than I am here. I wouldn't have to be doing this. You don't have to do it. Now, I've told you before, you'd have enough money to buy new clothes if you'd let me run this business properly. Now, don't start that again. Well, it's true. I mean, give me a free hand for a month. One month. That's all I asked. Let me run the business as I want to. You soon see the difference. I mean, look at you. Pottering around, scratching a living, ironing a load of old rags, mending bits of old boots, living like a pauper. It's degrading. Just let me have a go. Go on, you couldn't do any worse. Yes, we could.
2: We could be in debt, and we're not in debt. Look at it all. At least, in, everything we have here is, is our own. Yeah, and a bigger collection of old rubbish I've never seen in my life. Rubbish? You don't know what you're talking about. There's some valuable stuff here, mate. There's antique dealers who give a fortune for some of this in here. <laughs>
1: well, then for ghost's sake? Let's get rid
3: of it. Let's get out of here. Uh,
2: and, and no, it's, it's not the right time. You see... All this stuff is appreciating. Oh, yes. yeah, antiques go up at then price every year. All oh, my wealth is tied up in here. You've got to wait till the time is right.
1: Oh, George. <laughs> he lives in a world of his own. Oh, Dad, there ain't nothing in here. No antiques. Nothing. Look, if I was a junk man calling here, I wouldn't give you twenty quid for a lot. And that includes the awesome cart. Yeah, what do you know about it? Eh? You wouldn't know an antique if it was put under your nose.
2: Those Regency sofa tables are there are fetching five hundred nicker apiece up in the West End. Regency what? Sofa tables. Regency them? You're joking. It's got it on them in one of the drawers. Regency.
1: That's where it come from. The Regency Furniture Arcade, Peckham. <laughs>
2: Well, 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 what about this writing bureau thing? It's as nice a piece of 15th century Spanish as ever I've seen. There, huh? Look what it says there.
1: Seville. Yeah, it's probably got oranges written on the other drawer. <laughs> That's no more 15th century than I am. Look, do you know what they do in Spain? Down on the Costa Brava, there's some peasant bloke making all this 15th century stuff. They put it in a sea for a week, then when it's warped, they fish it out. Fire a shotgun at it for the woodworm holes and flog it to the British tourists. Woodworm? Uh, ain't no woodworm holes with this. Well, he'd probably run out of ammunition then. <laughs> uh, you
2: laugh the other side of your face when I take these up to Christie's and uh, have them put under the hammer. <laughs> it's
3: the
1: best thing that could happen to them. Smash <laughs> them up! Yeah, come on, let's do it now. Let's have a burn up. Come on, you insured, I you? Come because. What should we start on? Here you oh, are. Here you are. Let's start on this Louis 29 farm chair. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, put that match down. You'll have it all up in flames. You're insured. All these valuable empty. What's that insured for? 20,000, 30,000, 20, 40,000. Let's have a burn-up and retire in luxury. Stop it. Stop it. Don't keep striking those matches. They won't take long. Five minutes, it'll all be gone. We'll be rich. We'll be rich. No, no, no,
1: no, you mustn't. You mustn't. <laughs> You're insured, aren't you? Yeah, I'm insured. Put that match out. How much will we get? How much will we get if our home is destroyed? A magnificent home, full up with priceless antiques sought after by connoisseurs the world over. It all comes up in a cloud of smoke. How much? Come on, before I set light to it, I how much I'm doing it for. 200 quid. <laughs> 200 quid.
2: That's what we're worth, is it? What about the house? Oh, that includes the house. Some contents,
1: 200 quid. 200 quid. A right little Wallace collection, ain't it? (laughs) After 64 years of flogging your guts out and that's it. 200 knicker. Well, there's stuff out in the yard we haven't
2: sorted out yet. And when I get me certificates for me, I'm keen. 200 quid!
1: Well, now we know where we are. That's settled. It. There's going to be a big shake-up round here. Two hundred nickels. Well, what are you going to do? Change our methods. But well, do you see this book? That's what I'm going to do. This is how we should run the business. What's that then? Economic planning in a capitalist society. It is all in here. We've been going about it all wrong. So Open my eyes. This book has. Look at this. Chapter three. Bulk buying. The more you buy, the cheaper you get it. That's what we should have been doing. Buy when it's cheap, flog it when it's dear. Buy what? That don't matter. So long as there's a lot of it. <laughs> That's the secret. It's all in here. That's the way the government does it. Planning, mate. Uh, Supposing what you buy don't get dearer. Then you create a demand for it. Then it must go up. I mean, it stands to reason. You are the only source of it. They've got to come to you. Charge your own prices.
2: Charge your own prices? That's oh, it's
1: the only way, Dad. Quantity. We're wasting our time talking about the streets on the off chance, picking up a bit of this, a bit of that. Mm-hmm. You've got to go out for it blind big. I'm telling you, I ain't got to spend the rest of my time buying up a sack of rags here and a broken lawnmower there. I ain't interested in that. Not anymore. I've got ideas, Dad. You read too
2: many books, you do. If you spent more time working and less time reading books, we'd have more than 200 quid. It's not only you. It's everybody. All they do is read books, filling their heads with ideas, making them discontented with what they've got. Are you happy?
1: No, I'm not happy. Well, I
2: am. And that's because I don't read books. I've never read a book in my life. Well, not the whole way through. If I me way, I'd close down all the libraries, burn all the books, and leave book reading to them as understands it.
1: How do you know if you're going to understand them unless you read them? Don't your back. I'm your dad. What's that got to do with
2: it? I've I, I got medals in that drawer. Oh, now you have. Uh, yeah, well, have a bit of respect. Oh, I'll give up. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I do. I've seen enough of it. Book reading leads to communism. <laughs>
3: Well, how do you
2: work out? I've seen it. Ignorant people. They pick up a book, read it, and in five minutes they're running out of church singing the red flag. Oh,
3: ho, ho,
1: ho, Really? Look! This book here has got nothing to do with communism. It is about how to make your fortune by using your loaf. You could hardly describe that as communism. And that's what I'm going to do. Make some loot. You won't turn your nose up at that, will you? You won't care where I got the idea from, will you? You won't make any money. As from tomorrow morning, I'm changing my methods of trading. Bulk buying only. If I ain't got a cartload, I don't want it. Well, I've got some studying to do. And talking of carts... You'd better make arrangements to have that horse belted down. Why? He's just out for him with my plans. I mean, he can't carry enough. I'm going to need at least a ten-ton lorry... when a horse is just a relic of our inefficient past.
2: Melt down Hercules. You you can't do that. We've had Hercules for over twenty
1: years. I'm sorry, Dad. It is all very sad. But that's the way it is. Oh, it's evolution. Adapt or die. That's what Bergson said. And if he can't adapt... He's got a car. Go. How can he adapt himself into a ten-ton lorry, or great?
3: pudding? him! That's what I mean! He
1: is doomed! There's no place for a cart horse in modern industry. And anyway, I need a few quid we'll get for him for capital.
2: You ain't touching that horse. If changing our methods means melting down the horse, I don't want any part
1: of it. We'll see. A few pound nuts in my hand with your name on, and you carry him down to the knacker's yard yourself.
3: <laughs>
1: Good night.
2: But that horse has him first. He's only waiting his chance. One of these days, he's going to get a hoof right in his cake hole. Serve him right, too. How
1: many have you got, then? Three or four thousand. Oh, how much? Fifty quid the lot. Thirty-five. Forty-five. Thirty-seven pounds, ten. 40 quid. It's a deal. Come on and get them, then. Just a minute, I'll need a shuffle. <laughs> I'm heading for the lost up. Not you, won't beggar it. What's under that tower in there? Well, you'd like some though, wouldn't you? What'd you buy? What'd you get? Dad, we're on our way. Forty quid that lot under there.
2: Nearly four thousand of them. Four thousand! Really? <laughs> Let's have a look. Voila! What's this then?
3: What do they look like? Their teeth. <laughs> four
1: thousand sets of false choppers there. All shapes and sizes. What? forty nickered a lot, that is the way to do business. What good's for? Thousand sets of false teeth. What's good, are they? Well, that depends on whether you ain't got any choppers or not, don't it? I mean, if you ain't got none and you want some, they're useful, ain't they? Leave them alone. What's the matter with you? Ain't you ever seen false teeth before? Yeah, in a glass
2: of water I have. got <laughs> a cart full of them. How many have you got there?
1: I told you, about four thousand.
2: What? Ups and downs?
1: I don't know. Well, you don't go into that sort of thing when you are bulk buying. Well, come on, help me unload them and sort them out into sizes. Where'd you get them from? A dental laboratory. They're all teeth that have been made over all the years, and the people ain't not come to collect them. I mean, they've either died or went abroad, or, or they didn't fit properly. There's a few dozen export rejects, too. So they decided to have a clear out. You hold the sack open and give me that shovel. You're not having them in the house, are you? In the house. Of course I am. What is the matter with you? You've got to get them undercover. It might rain.
2: (laughs) You ain't bringing them in my house. I don't sleep in the house with 4,000 sets of false Amsteads lying about. It's
1: grizzly. They're not going to hurt you. I mean, they can't bite. Not natural. I know they're not natural. They're false ones. (laughs) That's what I bought them for. Oh, that sucker. I ain't touching them. It's horrible. It's like Birkenair.
2: Hey,
3: Yeah, I ain't like
1: Birken These is teeth. False choppers. Unused. Never seen the inside of a mouth. These, my old son, are the gateway to our fortune. What are you going to do with them? Sell them. Who to? Who'd you think? People who ain't got no choppers of their own, of course. <laughs>
2: People aren't going to buy them. What about the National Health Service? They can go to a dentist and get a pair made to measure. They aren't going to buy choppers made for
1: other people. Look, it costs a knicker on the National Health. We can do a brand new set, suit every mouth, for five bob a time. That's a thousand knicker on a forty-knicker layout. That is the way to make money. Oh, look at them. Oh, there is some marvellous choppers amongst them. I mean, some people would give a lot to have a mouthful of them. Oh, they're all good teeth, you know. I mean, there's no rubbish. It's all quality stuff. Look at the workmanship. Bite through anything, they would... Now, They cost pounds to make Ministry of Health specifications, you know. I mean, this must be the biggest bargain of the year. What about you, do you want a Pair? Oh, I ain't wearing other people's teeth. <laughs> I keep telling you they ain't other people's. They ain't never been used. Here you are. Now, here's a nice pair. Suit so you lovely, those Don't wouldn't. you come near me. A very distinguished, handsome set of choppers they are. It's about time you had some decent ones. Take them away! Oh, I ain't putting other people's teeth in my mouth. Bob, oh, Bob, that's all it'll cost you. I'll give you three and six on your old ones. See what? <laughs> I can't be fairer than
2: that, can little, I? Little. Get him out of here bringing on things like that. It's disgusting.
1: I can't understand you. You wear old rags that have been worn by other people, but a set of choppers that ain't been worn by anybody, you turn your nose oh, up We yeah. all I've got our principles. Handsome they are. Oh, they could have been made for a film star, these. Perhaps Bert Lancaster. No, I don't care who they was made for. I ain't wearing them. Please yourself. Other people will. Oh, you wait till the word gets around. There'll be a queue of gums outside here a mile long. Come on. You ain't keeping them in my house. Right. Just clear the table. <laughs> there, right. yeah, yeah, mind the loaf.
2: Hey, yeah, look at how there's sardines left in that tin.
1: Now, let's get them sorted out. <laughs> Down Downers.
2: Full plights, half plates, and singles. You've wasted your money. You'll
1: never get rid of them. You've got no imagination, have you? I mean, you've never been a man of vision, have you? So they don't sell so well over here. There's a whole world to choose from. Do you realise But two-thirds of the population of the world ain't got two hypenes to rub together? They're starving.
3: Well,
1: if they're starving, what do they want choppers for, then? <laughs> that is a very callous remark to make they are as entitled to have choppers as much as you are anyway they might be cannibals eat each other and I wouldn't fancy a cannibal's chances without any teeth <laughs> it's a big disgrace that is and we'll be helping Britain export or die sell abroad how would you like to be in charge of the export
2: department no, no I don't like it there, there's something that I just can't deal in and teeth is one of them well suit yourself I'll keep all the profits myself now you got 'em. got them. How are you going to get rid of them?
1: Advertising. What? On telly? The thousand quid a minute, that's right. That's all my profit gone for us, Doc. Now, I think I'll put some small ads in the papers. The Times. Oh, that's a good one. I should think that's read by more hard-up people than any other.
3: <laughs>
1: yes, the Times. For sale. Four thousand sets of unused choppers. Apply at Steptoe and Sun. Don't sound right, somehow. Not for the times. No? Well, perhaps you're right. I'll have to sit down and work something out. Now, let's have a real thing now. But yes, yes, I've got it, I've got it. Old established firms have quantity of first-class quality false teeth for disposal. Highly recommended for distressed gentlefolk. Discreet fittings arranged. Apply box 415. What are you doing in the
2: yard all dressed up like
1: that? This is my golfing gear. What are you up to then? I'm practising my putting, father very important as Arnold Palmer says games is one or lost on the putting green that's daft you don't have to get in a jam jar on a putting green that is merely to assimilate the hole now would you mind shutting yours (laughs) (laughs) missed well he would have gone in if it wasn't for you yakety yak putting me off is that all you gotta do very surely mate this is all we'll be doing all day Pass me the number three iron, would you? Have you got any answers to your advert yet? No, not yet.
2: Hey, you've got to give it time. How much time do you want? You put it in a week ago. Well, five days. Well, five days, then. We haven't earned a penny since you brought them teeth home. We can't live on fresh air, you know. Go out on the cart while you're waiting and earn some money and don't laze about in here all day, banging balls about the yard. I've told you I cannot go out on the cart. I mean, I can't leave the yard. Where some customers turn up? I've got to be ready for them. You it. ain't going to get any customers. Your bought to a papa I told you that. You threw 40 nicker down the drain. People aren't going to buy second-hand teeth.
1: Don't keep calling them second-hand teeth.
2: Well, that's what they
3: are.
2: <laughs> I think I'll try some putting shots from over there. Yeah, and what about the horse? He ain't had no exercise. He ain't been out of the shed for a week. Do him good. Put some meat on him.
1: Go
2: on, get back in the house. Get some dinner going. Oh, yeah, you want your grub. You're not bringing anything in, but you want your grub. Where am I supposed to get money for food, eh? you got plenty of money. I have not. I haven't got any money.
1: I'm broke. What's in that box under the floorboards, then?
2: That's it. Go on. Hide it somewhere, (laughs) though. If any of them's missing, I'll have the police on you. No, don't worry, I'm not after your rotten money. If you're not after it, how do you know why I always keep
1: it in. I don't want it, mate. I've got plenty of my own coming soon. I'll have more than that tatty bundle of fivers you got up there. Not from those teeth you want.
2: Oh, he quit down the drain, that is. They saw you come in, mate. You won't make any money, you ain't got any brains. A rotten rag and bone man you've been all your life, and a rotten and bone man you'll
1: always be. <laughs> Don't throw things at me. <laughs> ah, you silly old sweat.
3: <laughs> of course
1: I shall sell them. I shall make a bomb myself, like it says in the book. Bulk buying it is the only way. I'll make a bomb. I mean, there's more than one paper to advertising. I'll just try a different one. That is all. Sacrifice forty pounds or near offer. Four thousand sets of false teeth. Chance for someone. Genuine bargain. Ten pound or near offer. Four thousand sets of false teeth. <laughs>
2: You're soaking
1: wet, son. So would you be wet if you'd been sitting up there behind that steaming great backside all day? <laughs> there, there you are.
2: <laughs> you can do it if you try. Nice cartload. Much better than all that buck buying idea. Uh, I'm glad you had the sense to come back to what you know. Rags and bones. That's our game. Stick to that and we can't go wrong. Yeah. It's knowing when to stop and that's what you've done.
3: Now then.
1: Take all that tarpaulin and let's have a look at uh, what you got. Just, just, and then right, you can right. come inside and a nice pop yeah, cup of yeah. tea. Well, look, Dad, I want to have a word with you first. Uh, what? What's the matter? You haven't been buying me more, more teeth, have you? No, no, of course I have. Oh, <laughs> what's the matter with you then? Well, that ten pounds you gave me this morning, you know, to buy rags and stuff. Yeah? Well, i spent it all. Ah, that's all right, as long as it's worth it. Let's have a
2: look. Take all that tarpaulin, for <laughs> heaven's sake. Oh, are dead.
3: Cash masks. <laughs>
1: 400 of them. They're all like civil defense. They're, they're 10 nickers a lot. You've got over 400? Gosh, man! Now, before you go off the defense, look, see, the rubber's not perished. I mean, they're in working order. I mean, there must be an army somewhere that needs them. You see, there's new armies starting up somewhere every day. The bloke I bought them from, he's been selling them for years. He's made a fortune. It's just that he's had to go abroad. So he let me have them cheap. He liked me, you see. He said I could get a fiver each for them. <laughs> Oh, look, Dad, I we mean, hear me! Way. Look, there's no need to take this sort of attitude. we still got the teeth! Oh, no, we've still got the teeth, but... Look, we can make a special offer, a set of teeth with every gas mark! <laughs> now, Dad, don't be like that! Oh, look, listen, Dad, Dad! You can't go along with war weapons! I mean, do you ever heard of an arms millionaire going broke? Have you? I mean, try and see it from my point of view! Oh, Dad! Dad! Don't be like that! Oh, Dad! Look, we're gonna become another Otto crops. Please, Dad! We're gonna make a fortune, Dad!
3: You've been listening to
1: Wilfred Bramble and Harry H. Corbett as Steptoe and Son with Ian Burford. Written by Ray Galton and Alan Simpson. Adapted for radio by Gail Pedrick. And produced by Bobby J.
0: Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Steptoe and Son to give you some humour for your Saturday evening. Whether you are going out, staying in whatever you might be doing right now and listening i hope you enjoyed that i will be back again tomorrow from 6 p.m gmt for some more fabulous stories to get you through your day evening morning night whatever don't forget to check out my podcast page at patreon.com forward slash foxy after dark can't wait to catch up with you tomorrow evening same time same place in the meantime stay safe always be kind love you all